Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. 60% of people are suffering from a chronic disease today. There are five main sources in our home that are contributing to those chronic diseases. And most people have no idea that they're using materials within their homes that are actually making them sick. What if you could clean your home safely? You could have easy to make recipes with items you already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. Um, welcome back to the show, everyone. I am so excited for our next guest. You know, my last several podcasts have really been kind of shining a light on our emotional state. Um, there's a lot of things going on out in the world today. And I think there's many of us that are struggling. Now, my particular guest has many areas of expertise, <laughs> as we're soon going to find out. She is a doctor, a speaker, and she's also a consultant with Dr. Oz on sharecare.com. She's board certified family physician, but she's also practicing in integrative medicine and functional medicine in New York City. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about New York City, if she'll let me. <laughs> <laughs> she is also the author of Don't Mess With Stress, A Simple Guide to Manage Your Stress, Optimize Your Life, and Make the World a Better Place. What a beautiful book for this time. And she combines conventional primary care with holistic and mind-body therapies to really optimize patients' health. I'm so excited to have Dr. Jill Barron with us today. Thank you for giving us your time. Oh, Amy, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm really grateful. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. Um, I, I want to start with, um, number one, that you're a board-certified family physician, and I'm, I'm assuming that that was your first step into the medical world, and then you went into the um, integrative and functional medicine. Is that correct? Yes, yes, exactly. I chose family medicine because family medicine was the most, the most mind-body of the specialties. Right. You know, we had a person, we had a psychologist or a social worker on staff. We were more mind-body oriented as opposed to, at that time, straight internal medicine. Okay. And also, family medicine really takes care of people from cradle to grave. Although, really, I take care of adults right now. But it right. was really a wonderful specialty, the 20th medical specialty, actually. It's the old yeah. GP or the new GP. Yeah. I, I love that so that you can, you know, really have an impact in people's lives with that. Now, what led you to go into, or did you always know you wanted to have kind of a more holistic approach? That's a great question. I don't know if it was conscious, but I learned how to do transcendental meditation when I was 17, so TM. And I've been doing it mostly on and off, uh, mostly on for all these years. Uh -huh. About 10 years ago, I was 17. <laughs> and I, I always, I've always been a sensitive person. 
uh, very into health, very into athletics. I played college tennis, uh, started out on varsity, ended up on top of JV, but, and I just always believed in the mind-body connection. Okay. And so, and that, and then that kind of led me uh, into uh, the holistic world. I also was fortunate to meet Deepak Chopra mm. and he uh, turned me on to what's called Ayurveda, okay. which is medicine from India. I learned about that. And then I really started learning about mind-body medicine, uh, I guess, through, through that introduction. Yeah. And, and then began to study about herbs and supplements. And Columbia University here in New York, a top university, had a course on botanical medicine. So I, I took a you know course about you know herbs and and yeah. that. So that was, and Andrew Wild taught at that course. So uh, that was really the opening. And then I started to hear about different types of courses. Then I learned about functional medicine, mm-hmm. and I started taking the courses about functional medicine. And really, what functional medicine is, you know, we think about what integrative medicine is like the, the umbrella. Okay. And, and it really is, you know, combining conventional Western medicine with holistic and let's say complementary medicine. There are many different terms being bandied about. Sure. Let's say integrative medicine at the top. Mm-hmm. And then under that, we have functional medicine. Functional medicine is a term that was coined by Dr. Jeffrey Bland about 20 years ago. And he was saying, we have all this information about the patient, mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. How do we organize it so mm-hmm. that we can try and get to the root of what's going on with people? Right. He said, why not? And he thought about the term functional medicine and that's, and then it was born functional medicine. Right. Right. And I, and I do like that And and my, in today's world, and I'm going to talk about today's world for just a moment, if you don't mind, no. there's such a battle between, let's just call it functional medicine, holistic medicine all the, uh, you know, alternate therapies that, you know, are out there. And then what is called science-based or, you know, Western medicine. And there's that, you know, it's almost like this battlefield right now. And, and you say integrative medicine is this top umbrella that encompasses all of that. Um, And it's always been my opinion that, there's got to be some way for all of this to work together, that it's not a he said, she said, and, a, and a one person's right and one person's wrong. What, it, what do you say? Well, so that's a great, another great question. So if you were, God forbid, to break your arm, right, or I'm going to break my arm, I would want the top of the line, high tech, Western medicine. If I needed surgery, I want the best surgeon. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I once I was doing energy medicine many years ago. I haven't been doing it um, recently. And I had a patient who was having his hip replaced. I think it was his hip. And I was his primary care doctor. And so I sat in the waiting room and I did energy medicine while he was getting his hip done. I mean, very, very interesting. I mean, everything is energy. But in answer to your question, so, you know, modern medicine is really great for acute care. You know, if you have an infection, and you need an antibiotic that can, you know, kill that infection, take the antibiotic, but take a probiotic, which is what I learned in, in you know, it, right. so that you won't get maybe what's called C. difficile or an antibiotic associated diarrhea or even leaky gut, what's called right. leaky gut. Right. So I believe that we need both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just came back to my office and I did an EKG, I, I took blood pressures. 
you know, we need both. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say somebody came in with a lot of stress. I have a patient I just saw was under tremendous stress, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm interested in asking about her stress mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and how it affects her health. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Right. We can see high cholesterol or inflammation on blood tests. Right. And maybe it's or, you know, high blood sugar and maybe it's being caused by too much cortisol from people being stressed out or staying up too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we can dig into the lifestyle that, yes. that's going on with the patient, then we can kind of get to, um, you know, because I, I do believe, like you, you said, you know, there's acute care that absolutely, if I break a bone, have a heart attack, you know, many multitude of things, I, I, I absolutely want that Western medicine, you know, option available out there. But if I have something else going on in my body, I want to get down to this is the symptom, you know, but it's not the reason, if that makes sense, right? And, I, right. and that's where I think both can kind of marry with each other and, and then help, you know, like the world we're living in today is, you know, the, the people who are trying to talk about uh, preventative health seem to be ge- getting quieted, you know, <laughs> that would be the nice way of putting it, uh, you know, of, of um, and, and I, I think it's so important to be able to talk about, you know, instead of reactionary health, let's talk about preventative health, too, you know, which comes to lifestyle. Well, I think that I think that the tide may be shifting, for example. Yeah. The famous Cleveland Clinic has the first department of functional medicine, and they have such a waiting list for patients who want to become patients of the functional medicine department. Oh. I and mean, that's, like, that's huge. That is huge. That's Cleveland really- Clinic was one of the first, I, be- I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe they were one of the first clinics to incorporate essential oils into some of their practices within their really? facilities. Interesting. Yes. Not surprised. Yeah, they're very innovative there. Yes, yes. Well, and also, for example, uh, the term leaky gut, which is now becoming uh, more well-known. When I was talking about leaky gut 10, 15 years ago, I was looked at like I was, you know, crazy. (laughs) And, you know, at at, uh, a couple of uh, annual functional medicine meetings ago, we had this guy, Alessio Fusano, who's on staff, I think, at Harvard, Mm-hmm. And papers about celiac and how the role of leaky gut, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, getting celiac. We had we had the chairman, I think, of the Cle- of the Department of Rheumatology of the Cleveland Clinic, I believe so, who came and spoke to us about mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Isn't that pretty amazing? That that is that is, and I'm I'm encouraged to hear you talk about you know botanical medicines being taught, you know, and mindfulness being taught, and and that's just you know that that just warms my heart because I I really think that you know it's mind body soul it's all of it. Um, I was just having a, a conversation. I, I'm going off on a tangent here, so I apologize. Uh, I think my listeners are used to this by now. Um, but my sister is a CNO at a hospital in um, Arizona, and they've incorporated, gosh, I, I can't remember what she was calling it, mindful tea. And, and so she was heading back at night to help you know, get this geared in for her night shift crew that was working in the hospital. And it was just a, a they were creating kind of like a spa environment for the the um, staff. 
you know, so that they had a place where they could go and meditate, they could have a cup of tea, they could just relax. And also they had a um, um, clergy on staff, you know, if they wanted to talk to a clergy, um, Mm -hmm. which I thought was huge, because we always are thinking about the patient, you know, and what that what's happening with patient care. But we forget about the people who are caring for us that are on the front lines. And I should know this because I've ha- I've interviewed so many physicians that that say I was living a horrible lifestyle, you know, because of the demands of my job. Yes, I mean, being a physician can be stressful. That's <laughs> why I'm, I'm writing this book, which is going to be coming out in the fall. Don't mess with stress because stress has been my biggest challenge. We're actually really managing stress. Right. And I'm just now, you know, after all these years, really starting to to do much better at managing my stress. I still have triggers. I'm afraid of being late. I don't want to be late, but I now try and use positive self-talk and breathing and trying to reflect on, uh, for example, someone I knew, a friend of mine died last year, very freak accident. She was walking, this is in December of 2019, she was walking to work, she's an architect. And apparently someone said she stopped for an umbrella to buy one on the street apparently. And then she was walking and a piece of terracotta from the top of the building broke off, hit her on the head and killed her. Oh my goodness. And it's interesting, she was an architect and this was, and, and the, the building was cited because it was supposed to have these things up so that in case things fell off, but she died instantly. It was so tragic. Mm. And you know, so what I'm trying to do with my own self, it's not easy, but it's to kind of remember that life is just so fragile. Mm-hmm. And this happened to her. And you know, she was in the, you know, pinker of her life. Right. And, you know, had a grandchild and happily I... married and not to be maudlin here. And, and but it was just it's just trying to kind of Put it in. realize that life is so precious every breath every yeah. step and, I, and I, again I still fall back and uh, but anyway so we're, yeah we're only human and I always say this is not a dress rehearsal <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's not a dress rehearsal and are you living every day as though it were your last day um, you know uh, I, I just think not but I, I'm trying to kind of be more mindful yeah. And I think, you know, this pandemic, you know, I mean, there have been so many tragic mm. things that have happened, but I believe there are some silver linings, you oh, know, yeah. and, you know, for three months I was sheltering with family and um, I, I was calmer. I didn't have to, you know, commute and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I, there were things I could do mm-hmm. uh, myself that I would, that I would, you know, maybe listening to webinars or doing more exercise and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, which was more self-care. Right. So I think there are some silver linings. I have a patient who told me that his life was like a hard reset because he was drinking mm-hmm. a lot and, you know, not eating well. And this kind of gave him the time to, yeah. to do now, do you feel like um, as as we get back to life, um, you know, as we knew it, that 
people, you know, as I hear a lot of that uh, uh, from a lot of people, there's there's good things that have happened. There's some people, you know, we hear about the, you know, Corona 15, but we also hear about people who have really taken this time to step back, analyze how they're eating because they're eating at home. They're making better food choices. They're they're working out more. They're finding themselves in better shape uh, than they've ever been in their life. And you know, families are are realizing what is important here. You know, is it important for us to be run, 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 or is this family time you know more important? Or you know, did they find the opposite that it, oh, we need to be away <laughs> from each other? But you know, you said you know you were in in isolation for three months with your family. Did you find that after that t- that time period, did you go back to normal? You know, or did you continue those self-care practices? Great question. Well, I've been a pretty regular meditator, so I've been continuing that. I really right. miss, or I miss the whole day, which is unusual, and I feel the difference. And because I'm in a transition, I just reopened. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing, you know, a combination of telemedicine. So I've been sitting a lot, you know, and I have to get up. Mm-hmm. myself to get up because they say that sitting is the new smoking. You know, that even if you've worked out for about two hours, let's say if you work out for two hours, in the morning and you sit the rest of the day, it kind of, they say, it wipes it out. But in answer to your question, I think I've become more mindful. You know, I think I've become more mindful. Like today I had to, I had an appointment that I had to be on for my newsletter, you know, and I had so much that I had to do. And I, so I reached out to the person I was working with and I said, look, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm gonna be late. Now, normally I would feel stressed. I felt myself begin to feel, you know, I don't wanna let someone down. But it's actually my, with my time anyway, but I just did the best I could do. Right. And right. I, I was very proud of myself. And I think an important point for the listeners, I think, is that when you, when you notice a pattern change or something positive, mm-hmm. you should kind of acknowledge it. You know, yeah. it's funny. I'll just take this little thing off here. I don't know if you can see this. It says... Change the pattern. The pattern. This was in a magazine that I was, I was reading. And I saw that. It was for probably clothes or something, I don't know, but, and I cut it out and I put it on my computer so that it, I would make me more mindful about mm. changing my patterns, you know, and stuff like that. So even though the part of me today that like likes to, you know, be on time and be perfect, right? I had to kind of have radical acceptance yeah. to say, I did my best. I had several things I had to do this morning and mm-hmm. uh, I just couldn't be on time. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I love that. I love that. And one of the things I noticed, not I'm not picking on, on you here by any stretch of the imagination, because, you know, we all do our, our things. But one of the things I heard you say was, I try to do this and I try to do that. A long time ago, I was reading, I don't even remember whose book it was or where it was. But when we use the word try, we're actually telling our subconscious like the opposite, Oh, of, of, of what we're, what it is that we're in. And so we need to say, I choose, I, I like choose to X, Y, Z, what, whatever that is. And that, again, that's that pattern that you were just, you know, talking about and acknowledging that, Hey, wait a minute. When I say I try to be on time or I try to acknowledge, you know, whatever it is, uh, I try to eat healthy, you know, well, 
that's that's like a that's still coming from a place of want or need. Um, yeah. But if I say I choose to eat healthy, now that's not coming from necessarily a place of want or need. Correct. Uh, it's much more powerful to say I choose. Yeah. It's more empowering. Isn't that cool? And and it's you know when I was first learning this concept, it was like, oh, I say this all the time, or I want. That's another one. You know, when we say I want or, or we want, you know, that was another one that's like, oh, wow. You know, I say that one a lot, too. <laughs> it's very interesting. Some of our, our patterns in our in our speech that we use. Now, your book on stress, you talk about meditation being um a really key factor in your life. You've, you've talked about using it since you were 17. Do you have other tips that either you've done personally or yourself or you see has worked with your um, patients that you work with that you've incorporated into your book? So in terms of stress management. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the tips, which I could, I could just teach the listeners right now is called the, it's a very simple technique. It's called, it's not my technique. I got it um, many years ago from a conference, a lecture. It's called the I am relaxed technique. It's a very simple technique and it's designed to interrupt the stress cycle. So but, but I, but I, why don't we try this right now? We're gonna okay. do it three times and you could do this sitting or standing. Okay. And I'm gonna call out the commands and then We'll do it nice and slowly. So what I'd like you to do is first close your eyes. Good. And what you're going to do is you're going to take a deep breath in through your nose. Why don't you do that now? Take a deep breath in and think the words I am and hold for three counts. One, two, three. And exhale long and slow through your mouth and think the word relaxed long and slow. And when you're doing that and you're exhaling through the mouth, you could even make a sound like mm-hmm. Now, if you're on the subway, let's say in New York City, you may not want to make that sound or they probably can't hear you because of the noise. But so let's just do that again. We're going to take a deep breath in through your nose. Think the words I am and hold one, two, three. And exhale long and slow through your mouth and think the word relaxed. That's it. Nice and slow. Good. And you don't want to do this too fast. You don't want to hyperventilate. All right, we're going to do it, we're going to do it one more time. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Think the words I am. Hold for three counts, one, two, three. And exhale long and slow through your mouth and think the word relaxed. And now you can open your eyes. How do you feel, a little calmer? I do, I feel like my shoulders are lighter. That's great. Now you could do that as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recommend starting with three, but if you know if you have the time and you do it nice and slow, that will really interrupt the stress cycle. And if you want to add one more component, okay, stand up. I don't know if you can see me. 
So what you do, let's say you're really stressed and you can't see me. And let's say you're in your office and you have, you know, papers and you're, you know, kind of rushing around. Catch yourself. Know that you're kind of in stress mode. And what you do is you actually plant your feet on the ground and it's called the grounding technique. And feel your feet coming into contact with Mother Earth. And then if somebody, if there are people around you, you can make believe that you're reading, but you can open your eyes, just feel your feet making contact with the ground. Mm. And that helps to anchor you and to root you. Mm-hmm. And that is also more centering and calming. And then you can add the I am relaxed technique if you wanted to at the same time. So you're, you do the grounding technique and then you could add the I am relaxed technique at the same time. I love that. And what, a, you know, it's a quick, easy thing to do to yeah. just uh, incorporate uh, at any given time. It, it's really funny. And I, I talked to you before we got into this interview about, um, I think I did um, let you know about this. I, I never truly feel stress in my body. I, yes. I really, I don't. Um, yet my body is stressed. If that makes sense. Yeah. So how do you know that your body is stressed? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't know it. uh, But as I talk to people, I think I'm getting the idea of like, you know, sometimes I can get short of breath. Um, You know, where maybe I shouldn't necessarily get short of breath. And I think, okay, that could be a sign of, you know, the body is just under a little bit more stress. The, you know, the gut issues that are happening could be a sign of stress. I think this is the sugar detox. I'm not going to blame that one on stress. <laughs> I've got this, I don't know what it is growing or, uh, on my face, but um, I guess I don't really sense the stress in my body. I haven't really tuned in that well to my body, but I, I, when I was out in Virginia, I was doing this, this kind of biofeedback test. And she's like, wow, you are like stressed. And I'm like, really? You know, and, and I just don't feel it. Interesting. So that's a great point. I have a patient like that and who was always rushing to the airport to catch a flight. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, her pressure was going up and I said, do you have these symptoms? You know, and she's like puffing and puffing, but she didn't call it stress. Right. So some of the things that might be helpful to look at, let's say for you, would be to look at your blood pressure, mm-hmm. to check your pulse. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your pulse is like, let's say over a hundred, that's too fast. You could also do saliva testing to look at your adrenal hormones, mm-hmm. uh, the cortisol levels, and what's called DHEAS. Yeah. And to see if those are out of whack. You also can, if you start, if you have a meditative practice at this time? I do. I, I, I just started doing it on a very regular basis. So I do brain tapping in the morning and at the end of the day. So it's a very meditative almost hypnosis state and it's to work with the brain waves there's binaural sounds that are happening you know see where the the headset Mm -hmm. um and so and there's lots of different programs that you can work with from 
you know, stress to sleep to, you know, how all kinds of, you know, programs within there. And I, and I really like that. I feel, you know, like, like when we just did the breathing exercise, you know, I think I, I, I think my shoulders like creep up on me without my even knowing it, right. You know, and I can't, you know, if I'm experiencing it, so are a million other people, right? That's right. And I think by doing the meditation that you're doing, you may become more tuned in to your body. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, and, or you may, and you may have a pattern of being, let's say, I don't know, I don't mm-hmm. know you that well. And, and maybe you can reflect back and say, hey, maybe that is stress or my mouth is dry or yeah. I'm feeling some tightness in my chest or mm-hmm. my neck is tense mm-hmm. or I'm having diarrhea, let's say, mm-hmm. something, you know, it's something anxiety-producing yeah. happens. Yeah. These are some of the, the markers that you can use. And also with blood tests, you know, you could look at what's called high-sensitivity C-reactive protein, the homocysteine. You know, these are, they're all sedimentation. Like these are all, they're measures of inflammation. Hey there. I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic-free. And I totally understand that, hey, we're not all scientists, and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know, from essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is, Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. So, you know, chronic inflammation, you've got oxidative stress, chronic inflammation are all these huge issues, you know, with our body. Um, I just bring it out. You know, I can only speak from my perspective, but um, because I think there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way and not just even with stress, but even with general overall wellness. I think sometimes we as a society don't even understand how poorly we feel. That's a great question. It's, I, it's a quote, which I cannot remember, but it's something <laughs> to the effect of that, you know, when you're kind of doing the same thing or, you, you know, you're kind of, you can't tell, you can't discern that you've been a certain way. You don't know, you know, from the other way. Right. So, and I think that by slowing, another good practice is pausing. So meditation is a type of pausing. Right. And using the breath, even just if you're feeling stressed, when, when in doubt, breathe. You know, take a deep breath. Right, in your nose, right. You can breathe out through your nose if you want, or breathe out through your mouth. A sigh is a, another way, you know, of, of, of releasing stress. And laughter is another way of releasing stress. Yes. And a lot of research about laughter and, uh, you know, kind of in causing um, at least a, a decrease of stress hormones. And, uh, you know, it's a, a real release. Mm-hmm. So you can, and you could spontaneous laugh or you can watch some funny YouTube videos or whatever makes you laugh. But that's also very, very good you know, to do. Awesome. I love these tips for, you know, stress because in today's world, um, well, let's even forget about today's world. 
we're always going to have stress. It is, it is a fact of life. There is stress. It's, it's how are we going to respond to that stress? How are, or how are we going to coincide with that stress? Are we going to let it, you know, escalate us and, and get into ill health? Or are we going to have things that we can do to help alleviate that? And I loved your grounding, your, you know, feeling the feet on the ground. Um, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah so that's, I think that's where also pausing comes in again. You know, too many times, and I've been guilty of this, I've been reactive. You know, yes. someone does something and I react. There's no, there's no gap. There was, there was no space, you know, for doing that. And mindfulness, another type of meditation, mm-hmm. can also help with that, creating a space, um, for where, you know, for when, I'll never forget, I, I took a course on mindfulness. I've experimented with a lot of different things and they're, and they're all good. I just mm-hmm. tend to come back to TM, but I try and be mindful. I'll never forget, I was taking this course and I was doing the mindful meditation and the practices and uh, body scan, they call it. And one day I was at work mm-hmm. and something happened and it was like slow motion. I mean, literally like slow motion. Something happened and it was like, there was like this space, a space for which I could choose a way to respond. I mean, it was really God's honest truth. It never really happened, you know, maybe once again, but never like that. It was like slow motion. And then I was able to choose a different response. Yeah. I was able to see and breathe, whatever, but I'll never forget that. Yeah. Really kind of eerie in a way. I mean, it was like slow motion. Isn't that, isn't that fantastic? But, uh, you know, choice, uh, you know, it's such a great word that you just used there because we all have choices on, you know, how we're going to react and and what we're going to put our focus into. Uh, You know, if we choose to look at negative and be the pessimistic, you know, person, um, you know, we're probably not going to be the happiest person out there, you know, and not the healthiest. Yes, exactly. In my book, which is called Don't Mess With Stress, A Simple Guide to Managing Stress, Optimizing Health, and Making the World a Better Place. And the reason I wrote that, I mean, that kind of title, is that my belief is that if you are able to be healthy and feel good about yourself, mind, body, spirit, then you'll be nicer to other people. Oh, right? amen, so like amen. If you feel better about yourself, you're just nicer to other people. I feel that way, you know, you know it's, like, it's like falling in love, you know, you, someone could run over your foot and you can say, no problem, you know I mean? <laughs> You know, um, but you know, it's like when you feel better about yourself, I think that you're less apt to be reactive. Now, let's say, you know, and I I call it the don't mess with stress foundation, which is D is don't diet. Uh, M is meditate. W is walk, move, exercise, Mm -hmm. dance, and S is sleep. And that's the foundation uh, of the don't mess with stress program. And when you have all those things going and you know, you don't want to get stressed that if you're not sleeping that well, you're not eating that well, and you're not exercising and meditating. Mm-hmm. Always start with one thing, but yeah. by getting things moving in the, in a good direction, you know, if you're not as tired, you're less reactive. You know, when you don't get enough sleep, you're more irritable. That's one yeah. of the areas I've been trying to work on for a long time is getting to bed earlier. It's so hard for me to 
shut down. But I know that if I don't get enough sleep, I'm really not that good. You know? Not ha- Yeah, not helpful. I, I, I just can't function as well. Sometimes yeah. that happens and you have to say, it's okay, I, I'll get through it and yeah. then do better the next night. Yeah. I love that, that grace that you're allowing yourself. I love, you know, that, that you're putting out there because I think sometimes we can want to take this all or nothing approach to to things. And, and we need to understand that it's, it's, it's okay that, you know, as long as we're always taking that one small step forward, um, no matter how many steps you may feel like you've taken backwards, as long as you continue to do that step forward, that's, that's, you know, huge. And, and, and you need to acknowledge that and, and give yourself a good pat on the back for those. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. it's, it's, I think we get way too hard on ourselves that that we do, we're not perfect at it or we're not doing it all, you know, that that we think that we need to do. I want to ask you before we get a chance to wrap up, because you've had a many years in, in practice. And I, I just want to see if you're noticing any trends, you know, going on, whether it be mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, over the last 10 years or, or things that, that you're seeing? Well, uh, in the medical world or just, um, you know, I'm, you know I, I'm, I have one foot in both, you know, in the integrative world and functional medicine. I think that I know that there are more and more doctors who are becoming certified in functional medicine. I think it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in the second graduating class at the Institute for Functional Medicine and there are so many doctors now who are getting on the bandwagon because people, they see that it's not just about symptom management, it's about management. It's about trying to get to the root of what's going on with people, right. if we can. You know, and maybe there are other reasons, who knows, you know, I, I mean, why people get sick, uh, you know, I, I don't have an answer for that, you know. Um, do you think, and I don't mean to interrupt, no, no, I'm yeah. going to, <laughs> um, is, you know, if, 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 if just managing symptoms was working, you know, why would chronic disease be, you know, escalating as high and strong as it is? Um, you know, and maybe that's why the functional is, is getting so much stronger is because we got our numbers just are, are out of control. That's right. You're, and it's so true. I mean, look, I, I think, and don't quote me, I can't remember, but I think I read this, that 40% of Americans are overweight or obese. I may be wrong. Oh, I, I think have, it's stronger have, than that. I yeah. have to look that up. But, you know, it's about choices. Now, you know, you know, you go to the supermarket and, you know, it's packaged food, really, and it's easy to, to eat. Not that I never have packaged food, but, but the more you become in tune with yourself, you know, the less and the more you cook for yourself, the mm-hmm. less apt you are to make poorer choices. You're more apt to make better choices. And your body may tell you, gee, you know, I don't want... A package, something or other. Look, I eat pasta, gluten free, kind of gluten free. But, but yeah. So I think that you know, in a way, it's a global issue. I mean, the idea is that we should be not really having disease, looking focusing on disease. We should be focusing on prevention, and we should be focusing on lifestyle. And you know, ideally, insurance should be paying for nutrition. You know, in some ways, and not just when we're sick. Right. When we're trying to get healthy, you know, and, and, and maybe for classes and education about right. all that, you know, and right. 
that kind of thing, you know, yeah. and also how to manage ourselves. I mean, there's a, there's a thing called type of therapy. It's called DBT. Have you heard about it? Dialectical behavioral therapy? I have not. DBT. Yeah. Have you heard about CBT? Cognitive behavioral therapy? Yes. yes. So DBT is, uh, I wrote a newsletter about this uh, last, a few weeks ago, is based on, a, based on CBT. And it's designed to compose of four things. Mindfulness. Uh, I have to look at the things here. Mindfulness, um, distress tolerance, distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness, and emotional regulation. And what, mindful, what, what DBT does is it tries to help you with behavioral skill modules. I feel this should be taught in elementary school. <laughs> yeah. You know, and right. Conflict resolution, how to interact with peers, how to self-regulate, how to be mindful, how to tolerate distress. You know, so these are the kinds of things that, I mean, I can envision a whole curriculum where we would have these kinds of teachings. We'd have nutrition. We'd have how to manage your, your finances, you know, how to be a good partner or spouse, how to be a good friend. I mean, can you imagine if the curriculum had all of these things in addition to the other things? And yes. also taught us how to, how to think and not just spit back things. I mean, wouldn't that be, we'd have a healthier world. Absolutely. I even saw, uh, and I love that you talk about get this into the curriculum in the, in the schools, because I was reading something, I think it came from a newsletter from Blue Zones, where they mm -hmm. had this study where they went into elementary schools, and they taught them how to garden and grow their own food and vegetables. Did you see that study? No. And, and, and they did it within this whole community. And so they were growing their own food and making their own foods within that, that area, that community. And the childhood obesity went from, um, I want to say it was in the 40 percentiles down to less than 8%. Incredible. In, in just a very short period of time because they were eating healthy. <laughs> you know, it was like, ah, um, you know, and these are just life skills Life skills, right? That we, you know, no one's, no one's teaching. I, I did another interview with um, Dr. Marcus um, Chacos out of um, Australia, who he keeps a, a unicorn board up, up in the office. And once you reach a certain age, you become a unicorn because it's important for you to pass down your life skills to the other generations. And then that way people know who the unicorns are that they can go to for learning from and, mm -hmm. and honoring them. And I just, it, there's so many different things that if we all come together and, and work together, I just, oh, I love what I do. <laughs> I just love it. So you're, really, you're doing a great service, Amy, really. Oh, I mean, thank you. It, it's great work. I want to acknowledge you for all of your book and for, you know, raising awareness and consciousness and helping a lot of people, you know, who probably wouldn't have these resources. You know, uh, I work. Yeah, thank you. Well, and and I love that you integrate everything, you know, the traditional medicine with the integrative, with the functional. We're talking about mind, body, spirit. We're t dealing with the whole person. 
Um, I love the book, you know, Don't Mess With Stress. I just think it's fantastic. But, you know, like you said, uh, you, you have this simple guide to manage your stress, optimize your life and make the world a better place because it's not about us. It's right. not it's nothing is about us. And, it, and if we can turn things around and see how we can be of service to others and, and help make the world a better place, whether it's just in your home and your workplace in your community, whatever small section of the world that you can impact, you know, wow, wouldn't that be awesome? Totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I try and, and with integrity, if I see someone on the street, like, I think today when I was walking to work, I saw a woman and she was standing there and she had these very nice sneakers and a nice dress. And I said, that's a very nice dress. And she said, oh, you know, thank you. You know, maybe she'll be nicer to the next person. But I, I meant it, you know? Absolutely. And it made her feel good. That made me feel good to make her feel good, you know? So that's, that's really... And, and that costs nothing. That costs nothing for you to do, to, you know, to acknowledge people, smile mm -hmm. at them. You know, even hey. just giving a smile out, you yeah. know, is, is huge. And, um, you know, when you see something nice to compliment people and when you get a compliment, just receive it. Just receive it. Mm. You know, how awesome is that? Okay. I want you to get have the final word here, um, Jill. So, um what what do you feel like you want to close with? What do you want to leave the audience with um, in terms of whatever you you pick the topic? It's all about love. Ah, I love <laughs> it's all that. About love and caring and connection. That's really what it's all. I mean, about. I mean, it's about people and caring for each other and. And that's what it really, that's what it's all about. And if I may give my, give a, um, a pitch for myself about Abs it. You want to yes. get my newsletter? Yes, you please. Get my newsletter, you can go to www.drjillbaron.com. So it's www.drjillbaron, with one R, .com. Uh, and you can sign up for my newsletter. I send it about once a month and try and send, you can find um, older issues on my blog, on my website. You'll see what I talk about. I try and, you know, focus on some, some good issues and, and give tips and that kind of thing. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And the, um, they'll be able to, to get their, your book, a copy of your book off of your website too, correct? Well, you know, the thing is, so it, it's going to be on sale for pre-order on God willing, August 11th. Okay. And for the, for the um, and uh, I'm going to offer a special. Okay. That day, a very, very low price that day for the ebook. And then it's going to come out uh, in between October and November. Oh, okay. So not till, okay. So but you can pre order it. You can pre order it. Okay. You, so you the, can, yeah, you can pre order the, um, the ebook for a very low price. And then it's going to come out. Yes. Okay. Hang on one second. Because um, I know we're recording and Josh, take all of this out. <laughs> if you're listening to me, your episode is going to air on September 17th. 
Okay. Okay. So let's just say I'm I'm assuming is the ebook still going to be the low price in September? Are you going to go to a normal price, or just should we just say you can get the ebook and you can pre-order the book that will be available next month? Well, the ebook's not ready yet either, so they're both going to be available. I mean, so the, so I'm, I'm more. Let's see. Interesting. Um, this is not going to air. I'm just you know it's funny, Amy. Um, huh. Well, so, I'm, having a, I'm having a one-day kind of launch on, on August 11th, you know, for the ebook, And then maybe I was going to have a separate launch for the, I don't know, I, maybe I should sell the book as well. Are you not loading up the ebook on August 11th? I'm not. It's not ready. Okay. So, so she told me, this, she said, Laura said just to do it, do a launch anyway for a pre-order. For a pre-order. Okay. All right. All right. So follow her advice. I, I, I'm not here. Um, so let's just say that we're going to take a step back and we're just going to say, um, and also at the website, you can pre-order the book, which is coming out in the fall or winter. I guess I could put a link to Amazon right on my website. Yes, you can. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. So we should, we say that. You, how do you want, how do you want to promote the book? Um, I'm going to well, hold your feet to the fire. This is going to make you get that book out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, well, I'm, I'm sending out a newsletter, which is going to tell about this. I'm, I'm sending it out probably tomorrow. Okay. But um, it was just about the ebook. It wasn't about the, the regular book. Okay. So maybe I should say um, the ebook will be a, a available for, for pre-order on Amazon August 11th. Right, but we're already gonna be past that when we air this. So will you, will oh, it? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just say, uh, it, will, it, will be ordered for, it will be available for pre-order. Okay, so, all right, so let's just. So Dr. Barron, how can people get the book? Well, you can go to amazon.com and you could, pre-order it because it will be coming out in October or November. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And, and if they sign up for your newsletter, they're going to get all the details on this too, correct? Yes, they will. They're also going to get a free gift when they sign up for my newsletter, free strength uh, management techniques gift. I love it. All right. Dr. Barron, thank you so much for coming on and visiting with us and sharing your knowledge on stress and the world as we know it. I am so appreciative of your time. Thank you so much, Amy. And thank you for all you do. And thanks for inviting me to be on your show. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one -on -one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.